Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, I'm back with my very good friend, Katie Duckett, and we are talking all about midwinter survival. It is that time of year when everything has been gray for a really long time and chilly and dark and you just need a little pick-me-up. And Katie is always so good at coming up with beautiful ways to make this happen in our lives. And then I throw in a few frivolous things like some goofy rom-com books that I'm really enjoying and a couple of reality shows and we really balance each other out. So I think this episode is a lot of fun. Katie brings her genius as always, and I round it out at the end. So I hope that you will enjoy this episode. But before we get there, if you want even more of this kind of goofy goodness, where I swing everything from talking about the fact that we need more magnesium and how to get that into our systems to, you know, chatting about the Oscars and everything in between, then you're going to want to come over and join us in Patreon, where I do lives three days a week. We have monthly challenges where we're helping to encourage each other to take on little habits that we're doing every single day. We talk about planning and all kinds of fun things, and I would love to have you be a part of that community with us. So you can come over to patreon.com slash livewelltogether. We would love to have you join, get in there, meet everybody, and start doing the challenges and join us in the lives. It is a lot of fun. So again, that is patreon.com slash livewelltogether. But without further ado, let's dive into this midwinter episode with me and Katie. Welcome, Katie. Hi. Okay, we are here this week for our like, okay, we're in the dredges of winter. We've been in the dredges of winter for a long while now, and we need that little extra something something to get us through to spring because I have a feeling it's going to come a lot sooner for you than it does for us up here. Yeah. Oh, I we, hope so. I don't know yeah. that to be true yet, but I hope yeah. so. Yeah, I hope so for you. Now, I will say we've been having a very mild winter, which I appreciate, but it's still dreary and dark and just depressing, you know? And so we always kind of hit this point in the year. I think February is one of the hardest times in the year. I know for homeschoolers, it generally is. And yeah. For me, as we were just talking about this morning, like apparently this is the time of year when the school district decides like the kids don't really need to be at school all that often. Yeah, we don't really want them either. Yeah, <laughs> what, what is going on? Uh, can you just just have a normal week? Just take them and not have skate night. I, I really am against skate night right now after last night as well. So... <laughs> We have to just get in here and be able to find some things that can carry us through, bring a little joy, bring a little sparkle, and I think we both have some different ideas of what those things could be. Yes, I'm really excited about this too, by the way. I know. Well, it was so funny because, I mean, I feel like we just talked about this on last week's episode, even like you're so good at this. And when you told me this morning on a text message, like, I've got some great ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why you're here. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) I would expect nothing less. No. Well, I'm I'm really glad you referenced last week's podcast because, because when we did, you know, how, you know, how you told me I was a curator. Yes. (laughs) go back to that for a second. Uh-huh. Well, I just have gotten so much mileage out of someone else defining, like, it's not something that I'm thinking. It's not something that I'm, yes. it's like somebody else comes in, looks at your life and says, this, this is what you do really well. This is who you are. I've really got a lot of mileage out of that. And so even just a week later, I'm going to embrace that. And I'm going to share like how I would then curate the winter so that it's not yes. blues heavy and like gray. It's gray outside. You can't mm-hmm. fight the weather. You can't control any of those things, but you can control the space between your four walls and you can control the environment and the atmosphere of your home. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. 
is like, how can you make the space that you're in work through the winter and and infuse a little life, make it a little more fun, not just for all the people that live there, but for you too. Yeah. And I think usually when we do these kind of episodes, I come up with like, or I share like a couple things, maybe mm-hmm. with links or, but this time I want to go a whole lot deeper and okay. share um, more from like ground up the process because it's more than just bring this in and bring this in. Like there can be an entire curation to this and <laughs> I might feel in the past like, okay, this is too much, but I feel a whole new license. Yes in this realm since that podcast last week. So I'm just going to share it. I'm just, okay. I want to, I want to walk people through this. So, okay. like, and I then we'll get your- to mine. That's maybe more trivial, but yours sounds fantastic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So in January, one, one major life change that's happened is that we purchased a place in Florida, just a little like two bedroom, two bathroom, single wide, in a retirement community. Like, okay, so can I get glamorous. the affiliate link for us to purchase a place in Florida? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on, or you can just. That's on the list. Yeah, Here, just, you can just. This is how mine. you fix your February. You just. Yeah, you that, that works. Leave. You leave. You guys, that is a really, <laughs> that's a really big infusion of like, oh my gosh, you oh. could, you could be there and yes, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> and but on the so, next practical episode of Live Well Anyway. <laughs> That's not my tip. That's not it. I'm just, that's just, I'm just sharing that because a lot yes. of these places come furnished, ours did. Yes. And that at first yes. I was like, oh, oh shoot. Okay. But then I was like, oh good. <laughs> I don't really want someone else's sort of hodgepodge vision yeah. of their, like I would, I loved the fact that it was empty other than a couple things that were factored into the sale that I, and I, they really became burdens. I really just wanted a clean slate. Yeah. So, which I knew, I, took... I knew that going in. <laughs> really, really, we needed to fight for that one. Okay. I know. Anyway. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. But sometimes there's just, I don't, I mean, I'm not the negotiator, so yes. I don't really know how this works. I won't even speak to it, but I yeah. guess sometimes you, it's just negotiations. <laughs> <laughs> leverage and I don't know or it could like, be okay. you know someone in their 70s who was negotiating for you their <laughs> yeah. personal taste yeah. my dad yeah my dad was yeah yeah we yeah. really so, need that um... entertainment center that like, <laughs> oak entertainment center from 1985 I'm feeling well, like that's a no and he was so pleased. I just he felt was. like I yeah. burst his little bubble with like, actually, I I, I don't want that. He yeah. said, what? I said, yeah. No. You, you can have it, dad. You can have it. Yeah. I don't want that. Mom probably it doesn't was... want it either, but. No, I don't. Do she... We ended up, side note, <laughs> putting it in the front with a sign that said free. <laughs> that was that was the the story on that piece and it disappeared oh, so good. somebody was happy to find yeah. it but it yeah that me, was so. like the one thing when I was talking to Shell about your place I was like it's so cute and she's gonna make it so cute but there is an entertainment center <laughs> it's a real monstrosity <laughs> got to go so, got to go yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes okay so I totally understand that that's not relatable and it wasn't relatable to me either I mean my goodness this is not like something I ever saw happening to my January, but I had a very short window to completely furnish it so that it could start being rented right now. It's rented February 1st. So it was very, very quick. And so the way that I ended up going about this has been so instructive. Like when I've come back home and in my real life and I've thought, why have I not realized that this was possible? So this is what I want to share, which I think can be relatable to all of us. So I decided based on the area and um, the size of the house and sort of like current vibe, like what color palette do I want to go with? What would feel right when I'm in that space? What Mm -hmm. would feel restful and coastal because it's in Florida, but not like too far because sometimes those Florida colors can be like not restful. They're like energetic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I was very specific 
the first thing I did was pick a color palette. Then everything kind of stemmed from that. And I did all of this work in Canva, which is a free online resource. Anybody yeah. can use it. And um, I like to go to whiteboard. I like that one for this process. And I've used hmm. Canva before for um, like cookie decorating and putting yeah. the mock-up, you know, for people. So it wasn't a new technology to learn, but even if it is new to you, it is not hard. It's very mm -hmm. intuitive and it's super fun. It's a real creative outlet. June has been using it for her um, bunny business that she's oh. launching at some point. She has five pages in one document of um, flyers. Oh, <laughs> together. It's adorable. June's jumpers. I love it. <laughs> it's really cute. It. But so a nine-year-old can do it we can all do it yeah. too. It's not, it's not beyond anybody. Um, and so I put the palette in there first and then I, this was the real trick. So I took screenshots on my phone, pictures of the actual like couch that I was looking at. So, or things I had here that I was going to take with me. So an actual picture of it. And then I uploaded that to Canva. I removed the background and I literally moved furniture around to see what it would look like in the room. Mm -hmm. And then as I did that, I could see if it's actually matching the color palette. And if that is all working, then what color wood do I want to bring in? Or what should the wall color be? Or like you actually can look at everything and create within there like a framework for yourself. And so I, I just absolutely couldn't have done the Florida house in as quick a time frame without this mm -hmm. sort of backbone of the whole thing of like, I felt confident with the colors and everything. So I could just order, get it there, set it up. And it was just such a, a mad dash to the end, but it ended up looking exactly the way that I had wanted yeah. it to because it had been so intentionally built. So that all worked beautifully. I got back here and I was looking around our living room and no, granted, this is a farmhouse. This is a completely different style. And the furniture that we brought with us from Washington, I don't even know that we're keeping, but it's here now. And then I have, yeah. I have a green sofa and a green love seat, like deep forest green that were my uncle's that he had, um, probably in the early nineties and it's just plain. It doesn't have a pattern, but they moved it in here very nicely before we got here. And it's just stayed because it has recliners. Oh, and everybody in my house is like, why would you move that? There's recliners. <laughs> I'm like, um, well, that's not a selling point to me. Yeah. But okay. If like, until we know what's going on in there, I'll just, we'll just go with it. So I have a hodgepodge is basically yeah. what I'm saying. I do not have anything really specific for that room or space, nor do I even know where I'm really going with it. So in one place I can experience it like curated down to every single drawer you open up and the utensils, like the cooking utensils and the silverware and the, everything is curated to this house. That's more like okay, this just has to be functional, practical. I'm not going to invest a ton of money yet. It's, you know, it'll yeah, be over eventually. time that we change yeah. things out. So two completely different, big contrasts, but the, the concept behind like curating it and having a direction can both be true. So I took screenshot or I took pictures of everything here and I put it in a whiteboard in Canva and lo and behold, I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not popping this color? Like, this is my neutral. Oh, this is the interesting. And I, I couldn't see it when I was looking at it in real life. It just kind of felt disjointed. Like mm -hmm. there's just a lot going on and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The flooring, like right now the carpet is kind of like a gold and we're going to eventually change that out. But I want it to work now. I want it to feel like it. there's been some intention now. Yeah. And I found a way on this using Canva and pulling everything in that I have to move things around just with my mouse and be like, okay, so that's got to go. That's not yeah. working. <laughs> and so I can be more, I don't know, you can just see it better, I think, on, yeah. that, on that scale. And then after I get like sort of a cohesion, because to me, rest, should there shouldn't be clutter. Like that's mm -hmm. the number one yeah. thing. 
clear out the visual distractions, get rid of the clutter, get rid of things that are no longer serving the room. Like if it's just too busy, what can you take out? Or if you enter a room and you always feel like I've got so much to do, is it because you're seeing how much you have to do? Like you, everybody needs a place to relax and retreat and feel well-rested to get back out there and do work. And certain yeah. areas of your house should do that for you. So I just think it's important to create little respites and um, having things, having clutter gone, having a cohesive color palette and feel does wonders. Like just yeah. those things alone does huge uh, load, takes a, a mental and emotional load off. And so those are just little ideas, I guess. But then, you know, always adding like when you can see it all on Canva, I think then you can see if it's too busy, maybe you don't want to add like twinkly lights or think maybe it's just a matter of taking things out mm -hmm. and then reassessing. But if it, if it, if there's a way to bring in like gentle lighting or um, I've found these amazing lights on Amazon, these light bulbs that um, they have a solar cell. And so they go on at dusk and they go off at dawn. And oh. um, so they're not even like Amazon dependent. They just do yeah. their thing apart from being controlled by my phone, which sometimes that's restful for me. It's like, I don't have to manage everything. Like that just yeah. does its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's very nice. So things like that I think are huge. Then when I look at the room, I think, so what should this room sound like? What should this room smell like? And based on the season and the way it looks, and I just start going a little bit deeper with it all, you know? Yeah, I love that. It reminds me a lot of what Michael and Smith talked about in her last book. She's got a new one coming out soon. But in her last book, she talks about quieting the space. And for her, that means actually physically removing everything from the space and only bringing back in the things that work. But this is kind of allowing you to do that without all of the heavy lifting. <laughs> like, yes, you put it all in Canva to do that and figure it out. And then you can just do that process of elimination. Yep. Yep. And I'm just going to go one step further with that with Canva because I am not tech savvy. But one way I have found to take pictures on my phone and then upload them on my computer is when I take that picture, I then save it to files in iCloud mm, yeah. and then I can pull it up on my computer. And maybe yeah. everybody knows that, but that was, that was major revelation <laughs> for me that I figured out I could do that mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's how I do it. So just in case anybody else needed that tip, yeah. so you're not stop, it's not a stopping point that that's how I did it. And then the background remover, and then you literally just have a little couch. It's like you're playing in a dollhouse or something, you know, yeah. you just move it. And then I would on um, Amazon, like I would take screenshots of whatever the throw pillows were going to be or, and then I would literally downsize it and move it onto the couch. Like, does this work? Yeah. <laughs> does this literally work? Nope. Okay. Taking it out of the cart. So that was that. really handy. And I think yeah. this is probably what interior designers do with really great software, but it's accessible <laughs> for <Yeah>. anybody. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's just like really intentionally creating a space that you enjoy being in and feels nourishing to you. Ladies, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. In fact, it is next week. And while it's the perfect time to shower others with love, don't forget about showing your skin some love too. In fact, my very favorite Valentine's presents that I have ever received, I have purchased for myself. And with the harsh winter weather in full swing, your skin is craving some extra attention. And thanks to today's sponsor, One Skin, you can give your skin TLC beyond the surface with topical treatments that improve the health of your skin at the cellular level. So what makes OneSkin so special? What's their secret? Well, OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide is the thing. It's the first ingredient scientifically proven to reduce the buildup of senescent cells, those notorious zombie cells that contribute to skin aging. Fewer zombie cells means healthier, younger-looking skin with fewer lines and wrinkles, reduced age spots, and a stronger natural barrier, something that's especially important this time of year. I've been so impressed with OneSkin. I have been using it for like nine months now. It is my favorite moisturizer, the thing I come back to over and over and over again, because it's like 
the perfect amount of moisture. It is not too thick. It is not too thin. It just feels so nice. It wears beautifully under makeup. I love putting it on at night before I go to bed. My skin has not dried out at all this winter while I've been using it. It has just been so hydrated and luminous and I really do feel like it's making a difference with my skin aging. That probably has to do with the fact that the OS1 peptide reverses skin's biological age and I am all about that, especially because it's science-backed. So get on board with me because one skin is more than skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root causes of aging that help you to look and feel your best at every age. So get started today with 15% off using the code LIVEWELL at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code LIVEWELL. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. So please support my show and tell them I sent you. It's time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with one skin. And I totally agree. Like the clutter thing, I think a big thing for me, even more so than curating my space, which I probably should take a fresh look at too. And people will probably hate me for saying this, but actually keeping my house cleaner, I feel like that has been that same sort of thing of like survival in the middle of winter. Like if my space feels better, if it doesn't just feel like there's stuff everywhere all the time, I like being here better. Absolutely. If being in your home makes you feel drained, like you have so much to do, it's yeah. why is that? Is it because mm-hmm. you're looking at it? That's that's what it is for me. It's piles. I'm like oh, there's all that mail that I have not gone through and I know I need to. And so I can't even be in this room because I'm yeah. see it's that mail and I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. So those are cues, you know, that you're, you're telling yourself something. And in terms of like creating a a good space for yourself to get through the rest of winter, deal with the piles, get rid of the clutter, just give yourself that gift and then dust behind it and move on. Yeah. Make it refreshing just by removing that stuff. And having yeah. it be clean, that's worth a lot. And you don't mm-hmm. have to have new furniture. You don't have to have new things. I think you just have to have, like you're saying, a fresh vision and maybe a couple new throw pillows or a new plant. Mm-hmm. Or yes. Move the furniture over a little bit and add a, re- like those things can be huge game changers, small changes mm-hmm. if it's done intentionally. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I know the plant thing alone, that was something that I actually had be one of our bonus challenges in January for patrons on Patreon was like, get either take care of the plants that you have that maybe you haven't been giving as much attention to, like make sure everything's watered, everything's good to go. But maybe think about getting another plant, like go to Trader Joe's. They're super cheap. Like anything that we can do to add greenery or even like I had a couple of friends give me flowers a couple of weeks ago that they actually lasted for quite a while. And just having that like fresh life and pops of color made such a difference to this drab time and space. Like just those little things that don't cost very much money, but they can really Mm -hmm. like breathe life into a space can make a huge difference huge. Yeah. And I also wouldn't underestimate the scent, like changing Mm -hmm. the scent, having something seasonal and fresh. And that, that also is significant or make brownies. (laughs) Sometimes baking something adds that, but it gives you that homey, warm vibe. The doctor's office that I'm working in right now, I, I don't think I told you this, but on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have patients. And so this was yesterday there is this like plug in scent thing that's been unplugged and on the floor. And I was like, I'm just going to plug this in. I mean, it's sitting here. Why isn't it plugged in? And so many patients were like, Oh, it smells good. In here. It smells good. In here. And I feel like it just changed the atmosphere simply yeah. by having it be like a fresh sense. Mm-hmm. Like there, that can't be it's subtle, but it's a real thing. Like just to define your space that way that yeah, not overpoweringly so, but clean and then mm-hmm. well-scented. It See, makes now, a big difference. I tried this in my house. I was like, okay, we're kind of past, well, we are past Christmas and everything where I had a very specific scent profile that I was using in my diffuser. 
And I was like, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to get a little springy. I'm going to like put some citrus in here. And Roman's response when he walked in the door was, oh, my word, what is that smell? And I was Uh like, gosh, it's just orange. Like, what is wrong with you? And then a few days later, I had to take out the garbage because the house stunk because of the garbage. And that's his job. And so he got home from work and I was like, hey, like, if you just notice that the house is smelling really rank, then it's probably the garbage. And if you could just like go ahead and take that out, that would be great. And he was like, I don't know. It could be whatever scent you put in the diffuser. (laughs) All right. That was a miss. It was a miss. Like, wow. Okay. Well, that's the scent that I had when I had people over to do their lashes. So I hope they didn't think that it was hot garbage. Like, I think there is a difference between the two, but maybe you're just really picky. So yeah, yeah. he has told me I'm not allowed to use like pine because it reminds him of the wood burning stove at his dad's house. And I'm like, okay, oh. well, that's like linked to trauma. But yeah. like you get out of here two years from now, I'm going to use pine around Christmas because you won't be here yeah. and I can do whatever yeah. I want. But yeah, he I do feel like he is cramping my my scent game. Like <laughs> what what is wrong with you? Is do I just have to have the same scent year round, which I don't I'm not going to have cinnamon and clove in March. Like you no, might that have doesn't to work. you can't do that. Mm-mm. Embrace some diversity in what you think is a good smell. But yes. It, have we talked about Pura on here before? Have you I talked have. about Pura? Yes. But you can talk about oh, it okay. again. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it, and I love that it. Um, you, it's you're not wasting scent. It's totally clean. Yeah, talk, you know, and it. Um, you can put it on a schedule. So what I was thinking is like you could you could have that scent profile and the hours Roman's off hours yes. could be something different. <laughs> you can totally control it because there's two spaces. Yeah. Um, but that that's been a really nice way to go. And they're all like designer fragrances. There's there mm. really isn't a bad one. But yeah, anyway, you have to really I, go I over that with it. him. Like what what can you tolerate? Or what is restful to him? Like yes. what makes him feel relaxed? Is there and- a scent called gaming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to put that in our yeah. diffusers. So. I don't think so. But that seems to be for him what's really <laughs> Sometimes I walk in that room and it's like, can I open a window? Yes. Yeah, still because they like it dark and yeah. And it gets hot in there with his all of his equipment and computer screens and like all the stuff. And it's just like, dude, all right. But but my orange diffuser scent was offensive to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's really funny. (laughs) Oh. Teenagers. Oh, and okay. their preferences, which become yes. louder and louder. Yes. Until they, yeah. Until they yeah. go. Yeah. It's like really a thing. Mm-hmm. I but. forgot about that until Jack was home for Christmas. And like all, you know, when he's gone, all I think about is how much I miss him. But yeah. when he was here, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you are a little hard <laughs> to live with. And I'm remembering <laughs> that now. The day after Christmas, he's like, mom, should we take down the tree? And I was like, what? No. And he's like, well, it's just really cluttery. And I was like, well, stop. Like, that's the Christmas tree. Get out of here. Well, good thing he's not there now. <laughs> I know because it's still up. Still up. Is that it's well, my main one is down, but okay. there are three still up yes. in the, like the windows because I think in January it's still nice to see the lights but now that it's yeah. February it's like embarrassing that's what yeah. I keep hearing everybody's like that's mom this is embarrassing hearing. take them down you're like I would decorate it for Valentine's Day and then for St. Patrick's Day and then for Easter and it just seems like a really good idea they could keep it rolling well and the yeah. one the one in my sunroom is decorated for Valentine's Day but their complaint is it just looks like a Christmas tree from outside I'm like well yeah. that's that's true. That's it does. Yeah. <laughs> true. Noted. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay. So other than putting up a Valentine's Day tree, what don't things? do it. I would don't just do say it. don't do okay. it. It's don't not a popular that. move. <laughs> we tried it. We're gonna veto that yeah. idea, guys. But there are other yeah. things that could help you to get through this time of year. Do you have other things or do you want do you want me to switch gears? You go bit? for it. Okay. 
Well, this is something that, you know, I've been wanting, I think I talked about at the beginning of the year, I've been wanting to press into creativity more in 2024 and let that be something that like fuels me into having ideas and like I just I feel better about life when I'm getting to do creative things and whatnot. And so one of the ways that I've been channeling that is in my planner. And you know, I'm using the Stology. We've talked about this at length, but I did a couple weeks where I did a much more minimal spread when I was making my bullet journal spreads for the week and like my daily pages and just very simple because I see all of those on Instagram and I think, oh, that looks amazing and beautiful. But then I kind of got burnt out and I was like, I don't know, I need I need a little more, a little something to this. And so it was the week of the Oscar nominations announcement. And I was like, I'm going to splash gold all over these pages. And so I just got out my washi tapes and I went kind of crazy with golds and blues and just had so much fun. And just like having that to turn to every day throughout the week was like, oh, it's something like bright and fun. And it felt like it was just this very small thing that I did to be creative. There wasn't a huge threshold, but it just brought a little bit more life into like my planning and because I consult it numerous times a day. And so it's fun to just have like something there that I kind of put together. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Ladies, it's no secret that I don't love this time of year. In fact, here we are doing an entire episode about surviving the dreariest part of winter. But one thing I actually do like about this time of year is the cooking because I love a good hearty soup, you know, like a Zupa Toscana or a white chicken chili. And one of the best things about it is that I can make it last for like days on end and feed my children leftovers and they just have to put up with it. But I actually really enjoy the cooking process because I use my Caraway Dutch oven. This thing is beautiful. It's cream colored. It goes with all the other things in my kitchen. It's just so simplistic and chic. I love that they come in all different shades so you can find the perfect one that works for you. And then they're completely nonstick because they have a ceramic coating that makes them just slick as a whistle. So it makes your cooking really easy. Nothing is sticking to the bottom of the Dutch oven while you're making up your bacon or your onions or whatever it is for your soup that you need. And then also because of that ceramic coating, it's really easy to be able to clean my pans at the end of the night. And as you know from listening to the podcast, I've been staying very on top of having my kitchen clean and put together at the end of the night, which has been so helpful. But more than anything, more than the looks, more than the nonstick quality, I love that I can trust Caraway to be non-toxic. That is so important to me with my family and even for myself to not be adding to the toxic load burden, to not be putting those forever chemicals into our systems. And that is exactly what Caraway offers, a completely clean pan that doesn't have any of those nasty PFASs and PTFEs and PFOAs or any other hard to pronounce chemicals. So I can feel peace of mind that the food I'm giving my family is completely non-toxic and good to go. And they have branched so far beyond just their cookware at this point. They have a mini teapot. They have knife sets. They even have food storage solutions. So you can make sure that everything that is happening in your kitchen is non-toxic and coordinates all together, which you know I love. So if you want to get the most amazing cookware on the market, in my opinion, visit carawayhome.com slash livewell to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for my listeners, so visit carawayhome.com slash livewell or use the code livewell at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. And then another thing, which was very unexpected, is maybe two weeks ago, I went over to Shell's house and she was like, I have a present for you. And I was like, what? Why? She was like, it was for Christmas. And I was like, you already got me a Christmas present. (laughs) It's the end of January. What are you talking about? And I actually think she bought this for herself. And then for some reason, maybe I sent her some like, you know, reel on Instagram or something. She was like, Mackenzie needs this instead of me. But she got me the, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but it's the Hemi Twin Cup jelly gouache paint set with 48 colors and so it's this little like box that you 
unpop the lid from it and you have all the colors open in there because that's how gouache works. If it gets dried out, you just add more water to it. And we actually got together this week. So we were like, well, let's do it together. And we are now having weekly, we're calling them art therapy sessions. And it is so much fun. We both have done like a lot of uh, paint by numbers in the past. And we have very different styles. We literally did the exact same paint by number and it took her five hours and it took me 45 hours <laughs> because she just kind of like lets the colors flow together and is much more like free form about it where I was like, I have to use the smallest brush possible and go over every single section two to three times so the color saturation is correct and like you know they they turned out completely different and they're totally different processes for both of us but (laughs) it's it's ridiculous but we send reels back and forth to each other of all these ridiculous things all the time so this is I don't even think you know about this but we (laughs) started following all these like uh dollhouse accounts okay it sounds absurd I am aware of that but it's like these people who make these dollhouses with all these miniature little things and they'll like wallpaper the rooms and they'll make like a bookshop or a cafe or like they're incredible and they're like all these teeny tiny things that for some reason that just like it's fun to watch teeny tiny things oh no so that has become a relaxing thing but we also send each other like all these different like painting accounts and a lot of them are florals and there's one in particular that I absolutely love her I've posted her to my Instagram a couple of times but her account is called KT's canvases I'll have this in the show notes she is like to me the modern day female Bob Ross like Mm. puts together these reels and she'll do a new one every single day and then she narrates over the top and she's just kind of goofy and she'll be like so I was doing this thing over here and then that got a little weird so I was like I'm just gonna splash a little bit of blue on it and then I started to love it and it started to be so much more fun so I just started splashing blue all over the canvas and like (laughs) she just starts saying all this stuff that's ridiculous and her stuff is really busy but it comes out so cool and you get to see the evolution of the process and she's all about like doing layers so she'll like put on the kind of base colors that she's doing and then she'll layer on top of those and then she'll layer on top of that and she just keeps putting on more layers until she gets to something that she likes and I think that's such a freeing way to be able to go about it even if you know nothing about painting it's like You can just slap some colors on there and then you can slap some more on and you can just keep going until you get to something you like. It doesn't have to look perfect from the start. And Mm. so that has been really fun. I only got like the very beginnings of a painting done the other day, but it looks stupid right now. (laughs) But I'm like, but I'm not done yet. I can put on 50 more layers to this to get it to a place that I like and like just kind of like taking some risks with it and putting together colors that I wouldn't expect I would like together and look at you yeah it was so fun to just kind of like be freeform like that and be creative we both said like we feel ready to step away from the paint by numbers and step into doing our own creative thing and what we both were doing, even though we literally sat there and like watched videos together before we started, what we both did was completely different from each other. We chose <laughs> totally different colors. We went about it a totally different way, but it was just so fun to see what she was doing and to see how mine was coming together. And like, I can't wait for next week when we get together and we do it again. Yeah, and we just like so fun keep evolving it. So I really recommend this paint set. It's only like $26 on Amazon and you literally get 48 colors and it, yeah, we just had so much fun and we just sat there and we talked and we dove into our paints and 
it was a great time. And so it just felt like oh, I both love of us it. were doing florals, which we just like, you know, you crave this time of year when everything is so drab and dreary. And we we're using these bright colors. And it was just a great way to bring some life and color and then like connection into this very like, you know, cold, dreary time of the year. So oh, it's so, so much fun. fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. So I I think everybody needs a friend that they do art therapy with because it was just great. <laughs> and we actually sat there and we tried to answer the same questions that you and I did last week on mm-hmm. the podcast. And it was a much more freeform uh, conversation than what you and I had. <laughs> But, you know, it just felt appropriate for doing the painting and like, yeah, it was just it was so fun. So we kind of like actually had some like specific things we were talking about and answering with each other and encouraging each other. And it was just like I walked away feeling so filled up and also not like because I think a lot of times, maybe especially as a three, I'm very like end product driven. Like, I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be there. I want it to, like, there is a goal in mind. There's an expectation. But for this to just be like, oh, I didn't come anywhere near finishing what I'm doing here, but that is totally okay because I'm just going to keep building on it. I may be doing this one painting for the next month, but that's fine. And yeah, it was just really fun. I just, I personally love this one because I love to think about you two together having a wonderful time. Yeah. It's so sweet. So, I mean, and it doesn't have to be painting, but like just finding some sort of creative expression, I think this time of year is really good for your mental health and feeling like you have like beauty around you. Absolutely. Uh, It's critical. I mean, it's absolutely critical. And I've just been learning like another thing. This is this. uh, Were you done? I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like my brain started thinking vitamin D. I was just going to talk about that, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how critical it is like to take care of your just kind of your heart, your soul, that deep stuff. You need those creative outlets. And but you also (laughs) critically need like some things that would make everything yeah. function better Yeah, from a physical standpoint, one of them being vitamin D. And I've just been diving deep into that one. Um, and like, I didn't realize it was both a hormone and a mineral. Oh, yeah. Did you know it was a hormone? I didn't. I knew it controlled function of hormones, but I didn't realize that it's a hormone itself and also an essential mineral. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really interesting. So a lot of our hormones are controlled by a lack of vitamin D or, a, you know, it's necessary for the function yeah. of them. So when things start going awry in the winter, so often it's vitamin D, which is something that you can't naturally get in the yeah. winter in certain areas. So it's just that, that went along in my head mm-hmm. with the painting of like, these are necessary things we have to put into our body. Create creativity. You have to outsource. It doesn't mm-hmm. come as easily in the winter months. And also like those essential minerals, get yeah. them in, find a way. Yeah. Yes. I think that is so important. And did you know that if you buy athletic greens, you get your supply of vitamin D? Look at that. And, They're but even it's sponsoring not in it. this it's episode. A- it's a no. tincture, right? It comes, yeah. Yeah, it's like an oil that they send you. But yeah. you get a year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and you will hear Huge. later in this episode an ad for them where you can do that. But it's it's so real. I have noticed that too. Like, And they're not paying necessarily for me to say this, but getting your supplements, getting things that are making your body, like you were saying, function the way that it should. Like, I so notice a difference when I'm not taking my AG1. That's kind of like the foundational thing that helps me to feel like, okay, I at least I'm staying on top of this and like getting all those base things that I need. Yeah. I think that's really critical. Yep. I just sent it to Jack in Pennsylvania. Like he was, he was talking about, I just, I don't know. I just feel kind of like down. I think it's yeah. the weather. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're not here for me to be like pulse checking all the time. Let me send you this. Would you do it? And he's like, Yes. So he's been doing it and he's been actually like, (laughs) it's 
really been experiencing that it does work. Oh, <laughs> getting, I love that. Getting those things in really does seem up. Now, I don't know what baseline nutrition he was starting. I have no idea. And I'm going to guess it wasn't good. So just yeah. getting greens <laughs> yeah, at all in. It's yeah. great. When he came home at Thanksgiving, he said, you know, this is the first salad and <laughs> vegetable I've had in months. And I was like, oh, that hurts a little bit. Yeah. I'd rather not know that. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. I know. I was, <laughs> I was thinking about that though. Like even when I'm sending Roman off, like in a year and a half, okay, like what things can I do to, from afar, make him be healthier and be less susceptible to all the sicknesses being in dorms and, and all that kind uh -huh. of thing. And it's all that stuff that right now in February, we're all being exposed to too. And all the, I mean, he just had strep throat and my girls have had little bouts of things and knock on wood, I haven't gotten sick yet at all this winter, which feels Look crazy. at you. I know. So I'm just like, I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's working. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Okay, ladies. Well, on the heels of Katie and I just completely singing the praises of AG1 and how much we love it, I thought I would go ahead and plug in this week's ad for AG1 because taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. And that's why for the last two, three years, I've lost track because I've been using them for so long, but I have been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions, and I absolutely love it. It's just one scoop every day mixed in water, and it makes me feel more energized, focused. I love knowing that I'm getting all those basic nutrients that I need. I feel stronger and ready to take on my day when I get my AG1, and that's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and so much more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. We are too busy in our chaotic lives to be adding anything more that complicates things. And so I love that I get so much out of my AG1. I can't stop raving about it. I'm showing it on Instagram this week because it truly is something that makes such a difference to my health. I don't like to start my day without it. It gives me such peace of mind knowing that I'm getting this foundational nutrition support and knowing that I'm getting things like adaptogens, which help you deal with stress. I have so much stress in my life and knowing that adaptogens actually build on each other from day to day to day. And so I'm getting that in my AG1. It just helps me to feel less stressed, even knowing that I am getting these things on board in my body. It's got antioxidants, which I feel like are so important for aging and general immune support and all those kinds of things, especially this time of year. My kids are dropping like flies getting sick all all the time and I'm like buckle up don't miss a morning of taking your AG1 because I feel so much more ready to be able to take on all of these sickness seasons when I am taking my AG1. I'm not messing around. I'm not saying this just because it's an ad because I truly love and use AG1 every day and I've seen the difference that it makes in my life. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1 and that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash livewell. That's drinkag1.com slash livewell. Check it out. Okay. Do you have other things? I really don't. Okay. Um, I have a couple of yeah. things that I want to talk about that are just okay. more like content wise, like things to consume this time of year that I think, you know, I don't know that I recommend watching a lot of heavy shows <laughs> right now. Yeah. There's a lot of, and I, I'm hearing that from a lot of people like, oh, I really want to watch all the light we cannot see, but that feels hard and dark. You know, I actually have a lot easier time. I think reading hard things, watching hard things when there is more light and warmth in the world. But right now, when it's cold and hard, sometimes you just need stuff that's a little bit more lighthearted. And so there's three authors, two of them are new to me that I have been reading from so far this year, and I'm really enjoying them. So the first one is Evie Dunmore, which I have read some of her things in the past, but I just came back to her League of Extraordinary Women series. 
and it's Ooh. set in like I think like the 1880s in the UK and because of this last book they go up to Scotland for a little while and they now all three of these authors I will say they have open door scenes so you just need to know that going in these are love stories with all the things involved but I have just I really enjoyed the last book that I just read which was Portrait of a Scotsman I'm trying to get the Gentleman's Gambit, which is, I think, the last book in the series, but my library doesn't have it yet. So, but this one, it was, it was just, it hit right where I wanted it to, because they're kind of like in drab Scotland, but you're also like reading this great fun love story and everything. So I really enjoyed that one. And then Sarah Adams, which I think I've talked about maybe on the podcast before, but I fairly recently found her and I read her When in Rome and Practice Makes Perfect, which are part of a series. And then I just started a book called The Cheat Sheet. And I just, I like her characters. I like like how she describes things. You can tell exactly how her characters are saying what they're saying because of the way that she describes it. And so I think that her writing is really fun. And then I just finished a book by Allie Hazelwood. And now I've put like all of her other books on hold at the library because she does really fun love stories of women who are set in STEM. And so I love a book where you can tell she's really knowledgeable like the author yes. knows what they're talking about. And so she knows, like this last book was all about physics and she knows she's been in academia and in the science community. And so you feel like you're almost walking away with like some knowledge about that, you know, topic or whatever. And I think she does a really good job of that. And so that was a really fun book. So I'm just kind of like binge feeding on all of these romance novels in between all the books that I'm reading for the podcast right now. And that has been really fun. So that's one. Well, I, I love the reading rich time because it's such a cozy, mm -hmm. that's an easy thing to embrace in the winter. And um, it's funny you said you want lighter things because I often find I'm, I'm willing to go to the darker places in the winter and read heavier really? stuff. Yes. Yes. I really, uh, it's world war two. It's always kind of where I camp out a little bit more in the winter. And then as the weather changes, like I don't have a tolerance for it as much. I just feel like, no, I want fun. I want fun. See, and yeah, I, have the I think that's my I think that's my four. Like I'll sink into yeah. that feeling. Um, yeah. But I know a lot of people aren't like that, but I just know that it sort of, it becomes the mood, like it's heavier. And so I'm going to read something heavier and darker and like, I'll, I kind of embrace that. So yeah. Whereas I can go, go back in my like Goodreads history over, you know, all the different challenges I've done and stuff and see how, I hit about March, April, and that's when I'm able to start like diving back into the World War II stuff and, that's and all funny. that. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's light in the world to balance out what I'm reading. So I yes. can like, you know, keep a stasis level yeah. to my yeah. mental that's, ability. Uh, that's yeah. really funny. We balance each other in the yeah. world, but and I totally. love Anna Green Gables at this time of year because oh, it's so yeah. For those same reasons, it's not topically heavy, but it's deep and it's mm. beautiful. And it's, oh, she just has a way of sinking into a mood. And so if it's cold and dreary, then she writes about it so poetically that you wish mm -hmm. it was cold and dreary, you know, like it just yeah. is, I love the way she uses words, not she and, but she, yeah. Lucy, look at me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't really think Anne is. A yes, but you would love it if she was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I would. Okay. And so by that same right though, with my feeling on the books is the shows. And so I'm going to give us three shows right now that I think are just mostly fun. If you need something where you can kind of just check out and not feel like burdened by what you're watching. So okay. the first one is Julia. Have you watched Julia yet? I have not. Okay. 
they came out with season two. It is delightful and to just kind of like go back into I think it's like we're in the 60s at the point that these shows are and the characters are so well done and they kind of bounce back and forth from France to America and they are just I love all of the actors who portray these roles and it's so good they do such a good job so it's on max it's it is a definite to watch that I don't think is too like oppressive and heavy. It has some like sad things or hard things, but they're usually balanced out with something funny or somebody getting back at somebody. And so I just like yeah, I can't recommend Julia enough. Love that show. Is it family friendly? Um, I think don't quote me on that, but not entirely. Maybe not. If I if I have to say like okay. not entirely, maybe not. Um okay. yeah, I probably wouldn't watch it with like my girls. But Okay. But it's still like just so fun. And the food and the yeah, the whole thing. Okay. So highly recommend that. And then there's two reality shows that we are currently loving right now. And it okay. has been so fun. We are watching these as a family. One of them does have a little bit of language. So we'll talk about that in a second. But it's been minimal enough that Emerson and I have been enjoying it together. But we'll just start there. It's The Traitors. Okay? okay. And I think I've told you about this. Correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've told me okay. about it. Okay. Well, I'll just go ahead and tell everyone else what this is. If you don't know, which we have been having so much fun lately, actually, because this same show has now been... Shouted out by the Popcast and the Big Boo Cast. And both of my girls, like their jaws hit the floor when they heard both of these other podcasts talking about it. And they're like, no way, other people love the Traders too. So we started with the second season of the Traders mostly because I knew so many of the people coming on the show. Not personally, but because I've watched all of their reality TV shows. So it pulls in people from all different spectrums of reality TV. So you've got the Real Housewives, the Challenge, like the MTV Challenge. These are like the OGs from Real World Road Rules. Like I watched them 20 years ago and they are coming back. And that is so fun. It's got people from Survivor. It's got people from Love Island, uh, The Bachelor, uh dancing with the stars like there's so many people from like other reality tv things and then one random british politician <laughs> everybody else <laughs> is from reality tv but it is so much fun because they're basically they're in a castle in scotland and they are competing for money that will go i'm sure towards their charities but they are basically playing a giant game of mafia. So there's three people that are the traitors and then everyone else is the faithful. And they have to sit down every day around a big round table and discuss who they think the traitors are and banish one person who they believe is a traitor. And that person may or may not be, but they lose them either way. And then every night, the traitors kill somebody off. And... Then they have to do all these ridiculous challenges, like physical challenges. And these are, you know, like the housewives and like people who are not normally doing physical challenges. And they have to do these things to try to add more money to the pot that they'll win at the end. And it is so much fun to watch like the strategy and like just to see because Emerson at first she was like, because I was going, I'm so excited about this. It's got all these people that I know. She's like, I am not watching that. There is nobody that I don't know these people like that's So dumb. And so I just put it on while she was in the room. And within five minutes, she was like, oh, is that guy going to vote for that guy? And what are they doing over there? And like, she was totally sucked in. <laughs> and so now like every Thursday, she's like, is it time? Like, is it time for us to watch the traders yet? So it's just been super fun for us to like bond over and talk about the strategy and we're loving it. We will definitely go back and watch season one. She saw the other day, she was like, oh my gosh, mom, did you know that there's like a Traders Australia and a Traders UK? And it's like, 
We have have like all these different ones to be able to watch. So much to do. Yes. So (laughs) that has been really fun. And then the last one that we have been watching is Love on the Spectrum. Yes. And you started that one too. Yes. Yeah. Now we, and this all kind of came out of me sending a reel, like there was a clip from the show to Shell. And so she started watching it. We started watching it. I started telling Nick and his kids about it. They started watching it and you guys started watching it. Yes. Now, did you, did you start with season two? That's where we, I don't know why that's the one we jumped in. Okay. You started with season one. Yes. So we have the backstory and a lot of the people that you're seeing in season two. Yes. You've got to go back and see season one. Yes. But it is just so much fun. It's people who are on the autism spectrum who are trying to date and find love. And the things they say are so funny and honest and you're like, oh, they're so honest. Them, but you're also they're like, oh my god, horrified. Yeah, yes, like and, don't do that. Oh, not right in front of them. Don't yes. say that. Like, yeah. ouch. But yeah. there's just zero social cues. It's yeah. so raw, so honest, so unfiltered. It's really a delight. And you hear about it, like when I heard about it, I thought, are they making fun of them? Like I know, yeah. It's not, it's, it's that's not. not at all the tenor. They are the superstars and you're rooting for them. And yes. their families, like when you hear how much this means to the parents or the siblings, yes, they never thought that this person would be independent Mm-hmm. or find someone and they just don't want them to be lonely like they yeah. want that for like it's just so beautiful to see um relationships happen or and not yes. happen which is a lot <laughs> yes well and you can tell that the families have also probably seen the footage and so they'll be like okay so when this thing happened on the date yeah. like maybe you should say this instead next time and like like helping them to navigate through it. But there's just been so many little things that are already like making their way into like our common vernacular. Like there's this one really adorable couple, Abby and David. And almost every time that David kisses Abby, which is of course just like so awkward, and it, but they are so adorable together. And almost every time she walks away and she like flips her hair over her shoulder and she goes, thank you. <laughs> she walks away and so the other day Nick kissed me goodnight and then because he has long hair and he flipped his hair over his shoulder and he goes thank you <laughs> he walked away and I laughed so hard <laughs> so but you get to like there's just so many funny you have to go back and watch the first season because there's a date that happens where the girl like within 10 minutes of being there she goes oh my gosh, you're so hot. I'm in love with you. And the guy goes, I need to take a break. And he like runs from the table and you're like, oh no. Like she just completely overwhelmed him. And then he comes back and while he was gone, he'd written her a poem about like how amazing she was. And like that you are as beautiful as you know the angels above and your heart is one of gold and like he did this whole poem and then he got to the end of it and she just said that describes me exactly yes (laughs) (laughs) it's just so good so yeah well it's very sweet like it really we we have belly laughed and really enjoyed it yeah we they're teenagers they've been like they're in there and then they're like oh, this is cringy like, yes yeah that's <laughs> so what Roman's like of, too yeah yeah but it kind of it's cringy in a sweet way and yeah like you know it's it's good yeah it's honest cringy it's yes. not like but when they call each other homeboy like you're just like oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah when the one kid gets asked like so if you go on a date to the zoo where where would you stand? And he's like, well, I think I'd probably stand in front of her, right? I'd lead her around the zoo. <laughs> and the lady's like, or maybe next to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a great one. If you just need something like sweet and wholesome, I feel like we're constantly going like, oh, while we're watching the show. It's uh-huh. so, so good. So fun. So those are our ideas for you to get through. <laughs> 
the rest of winter. We would love to hear what you are doing. And yeah, thank you for hanging out with me. Yeah, you're well, always. You're always welcome. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, ladies, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I so appreciate when you guys keep coming back week after week. And as always, you can find the show notes of today's episode by just swiping up in whatever app you're listening to the podcast on or by going to mckenziecoppacom slash podcast. And also remember that if you do any of your shopping through Amazon, if you go to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon, it gives me a little bit of kickback for the show, but it also doesn't cost you a penny more. It doesn't matter if you're even buying something that I suggest. It can be anything that you're shopping for on Amazon and it just helps to support Live Well Anyway. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week and until next week, go be bold and gracious.